0: what's infantile and wrong about most of the self-help message that we get. Obviously not all of it, it's such a huge genre, but part of the problem is how do you distinguish between what works and what doesn't? So the secret, also known as the law of attraction, very explicitly sets out that you think positively about what you want to achieve, and normally it seems to be new partners, new cars, money and jewellery, lots of jewellery, necklaces and so on. And then you send that thought out into the universe, your thought has magnetic resonance, the universe cares about you and and will supply the thing that you want. She says it's literally like flicking through a catalogue, but you have to absolutely commit yourself to the belief that it's coming. The whole point is you can't control the universe. There is, here on here is, imagine a graph, here are your aims and your things you want to achieve on one side, the other graph, the other line, the other axis is fortune, as they used to call it. This is what we've lost touch with nowadays, stuff that life just throws back at you.
1: And how personal is all this? I know you've been quite public recently about a a
0: significant breakup. Is that something you're still coming to terms with? I actually found these ideas really helpful. I mean, if you're writing a book on these sorts of ideas, sort taking control of your stories. You're also defined by these stories we tell ourselves. You know, when you're annoyed or upset about something, it's not the thing itself. If you ask yourself, do I actually have a problem right now? You don't normally, but it's the, the story that you repeat to yourself, the way, you, what you turn it into, that upsets you. So, yeah, in the middle of writing this, I did, I did, uh, I broke up with a partner of eight years, and it made a huge difference. I, I imagine, I wish I can't control it with <laughs> breaking up yeah. without having written the book, but I was very well, these ideas were at the forefront of my mind, and I realised that actually what was going to affect me ultimately was not the thing itself, but what I turned that into. And it ended up being the most amicable and friendly. And I, I was on the receiving end of it, by the way, so it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, you know, I was the dumpy. Can you imagine? Oh. Can you imagine? But yeah, it turned out to be, you know, just lovely and we're still really, you know, great, great friends. But the reason why I wrote it and became interested is that it chimes with me anyway. I'm, I'm quite sort of introverted and I think stoicism chimes very well if you are. How interesting that you describe yourself as
1: an introvert. How do you marry that with being in the public eye?
0: Oh, I think that's very common. That's a, a very common thing. If you need to go out and say "love me, love me, please" every night on stage, so, somewhere, somewhere in your history, that you know you're going to feel you won't you won't getting that. And obviously, as you grow up and then it becomes your career, and hopefully those reasons can change. But somewhere, somewhere at the heart of it, will be a. Uh you know, an insecurity that needs uh, needs filling. But your your type of performing is such
1: an example of exposure. I, I went to see your last show, Miracle, at mm. the Palace Theatre, one of the Thank biggest theatres and one of the biggest theatres in London. Massive stage. You're just a guy standing on this massive stage. You know, they're used to big musicals with massive ensembles, lemmas, and stuff. And there's just a guy standing on a stage talking to packed houses. How do you feel when you're
0: on stage? Oh, it's amazing. It's lovely. I think if you, um, if you have something that you've worked on, and you've worked on with a team, and it's rehearsed, and you're very prepared, and you, you know that, that, that's a lovely feeling. 90% of people's fear of any kind of public speaking just comes from a feeling of lack of preparation. It's, it's that. If you're on top of the material, it makes such a difference. But I just feel like it's a side of me very nicely, I suppose, balanced with, say, writing where I feel I'm sort of like the best version of me. I, I feel that after I've been writing for a day and I feel it when I, you know, come off stage after a couple of hours. And so how do you juggle
1: your different uh, tasks, essentially? So when you're performing and you've got a book to write, how do mm. the two
0: sit together? Well, I, I wrote this book essentially over the last three years while I was touring, which wasn't solidly, it was maybe four, five, six months a year. If happiness is a byproduct, which I think it is, it's a byproduct probably of finding meaning in life and in what you're doing, and you find meaning from finding something bigger than yourself and throwing yourself into it, and that could be writing a book, it could be a charity, it could be having kids, it could be wh- whatever it is, whatever that thing is that's bigger than you that you devote yourself to. If I don't have that, there's nothing going on like that, I, I do find myself getting a bit, feeling a bit muggish and feeling a bit sort of pointless. So being able to write during the days, and I would go to cafes on tour, wherever i turn up for the week, find the nicest little little artisan coffee shop thing poked out of the way. And I had a big suitcase of books with me, because it's, it's, a, it's a book with a lot of research in it, unlike my previous books, which was just kind of just a fun kind of ramble, uh, at least for me. Um, so uh, it would be reading and writing, and then I'd pack up the laptop and head off to the stage in the evening. And that really, I mean, that's a lovely, lovely uh, balance, may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I just mm. adored that, it really works for me.
1: And are you able to spend some time now with readers or prospective readers talking about these concepts of happiness?
0: Yeah, I've been doing, and there are some details on my website, uh, some talks. I call it No Tricks, just to make the point. I'm not, it's not, not, I'm not doing any of my normal stuff. I'm just going and talking about this material, because I think it's really worth saying. It's a strange thing with a book that you sort of, you know, you write it. For me, the, the love of it is the process of writing it, and then it's done, and it suddenly a, becomes a product.